Welcome to Mission Control, Product Design's podcast on everything business, tech, and marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of successful brands. Join Ramon and the PD Flight crew as they use decades of combined experience to tackle current events and interview guests while dropping valuable industry knowledge. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. Hey everybody, welcome to Mission Control. This is your host, Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands. I'm here today with uh, my right-hand man, Jorge. Que pasa, Mufasa? What's going on, everyone? And you know him, you love him, the man that eats all day long, <laughs> Kevin Atterbury <laughs> on the soundboard. Good afternoon. And I only had two lunches today. Two lunches. Only okay. Two lunches. You're cutting back. I haven't had mine yet, which <laughs> Kevin claims is my breakfast, but that's an argument for another time. Yeah. Actually, I, I do have an argument for today, actually, that, uh, <laughs> it, that we can go over later. You ready to lose another? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Wow. I don't even wow. say I'm We're going to have to start ke- start keeping score and start putting out a poll on the episode listing. That way we can see what the a audience scoreboard, like a yeah. running so, tally. Yeah, of I like which that. Ones we can see win. who agrees with me, and then we can see who's wrong. Uh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> all right. We'll see. Oh, man. Well, we, we're here at PD today celebrating National Selfie Day. Apparently, that's the thing. Indeed, indeed. It's amazing how every picture that you take on a modern cell phone has XF data that can, that'll let your camera know whether or not it is a selfie or not. So you can't ch- cheat that, <laughs> but you're going to get a little bit of boosted exposure from your selfies. So today. how does this work? It, if you post it, the algorithms know that it was done with your forward-facing camera? or Oh, yeah. And it's kind of amazing how it can even sort those. Like it's it. If you ever take a look at the data stream from any of the main platforms, as we've we've built a, a couple of different um, integrations, it's kind of amazing. A little scary, like you know how much data you're just yeah. kind of giving up freely. Seriously, um, location, realize, time, right, right. They're time stamped, and yeah, every time you snap a picture. Oh, crazy! Well. um, there are some tips that have been circulating on how to take the perfect selfie involve like I guess uh sticking your neck out a little bit to like create the right jawline and and uh but not doing it so far that it like creates other lines in your face right so so there there is a there is an art to it um I mean some some people are are just professionals like I, I, in a second they're in that perfect they know their right angle they know like Exactly. Like, there's a way to like do you, st- do you stick guys your neck a, out, but put your. Do chin you guys down. have a side? Do you know which side you prefer? <laughs> I don't take selfies. I know how I take selfies. <laughs> Listen, man, it's, it's not even. Side. It's not even. That's not even an option. The I guess. worst is when you and your partner both have the same good side, and you and and you're like fighting to be on the same side. I, I was gonna ask about this actually, <laughs> just because. See, so Ramon must know which side is your good side. I think it's my left side. There's one side oh, where same. I, I have, yeah, my left side is the same. It just the angle. It looks. T- I look not like myself, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't. No, it's all. It's all I wrong. Can't relate. Don't have any bad sides. You're just oh, perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> you're perfectly. One day we'll get as lucky as Kevin Atterbury, yeah. maybe. Exactly. Like, so I still love that comedian where he's like, people are like, everyone's complaining. I take bad pictures. Uh, you took that picture. I have a double chin in that one. It's like, no, you got a double chin in real life. <laughs> Always, right. <laughs> right. So let's talk about what's new in, in, you know, in the world of branding and sports because we, we can combine them in sure. this episode. And, and uh, you know, 
in the world of football and we're all excited for football to, to come back i can like feel it yeah. we're in that we're kind of in the <laughs> this no man's land of sports right now like the nba and nhl just wrapped up everyone's still going but football you can just kind of feel the inkling of it coming yeah the giants keep showing like it's we're we're, we're tuck days away or we're jpp days away <laughs> they're oh, cutting down their jersey numbers i saw this whole thing with uh darren waller he's wearing the number 12 and I guess oh, because he's in recovery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's in respect. I forgot you guys picked him up. I'm like, that's it's gonna be pretty good. It is. I mean, it's. It, they, they, it's I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like we got all the right pieces. We got we got the energy, yeah. momentum. Yeah. It's so key. the Browns, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns um, have re- have revealed a new logo for for the uh, for the dog, which is you know. Very much similar. It's very similar to the Red Dog beer logo. You know, like it's a bulldog. It's got the jowls. A lot of commonalities. And as so, again, question for the branding guru. I feel like the Browns have been mired in confusing branding. I've seen their (laughs) logo be. I have friends who are Browns fans. They have just the orange. They've got the dog. They've got the little elf guy. I don't really know what that's about. I wish I knew how they ended up with. (laughs) Like, how do you end up with three different mascots? I'd love to know how they arrived here. I've got the feeling the dog is trying to really stick with it because they put so much thought into it. The dog pound. The dog pound. There's this graphic that points to all these things where he's got like the, you know, in one ear, he's got like the state of Ohio and the other ear. uh, it's It's a reference to their iconic, you know, plain old school orange helmet. He's got like eight spikes on his neck. For, for the eight championships. I'm pretty sure there's a zero on the collar for like the zero Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> that they have, but they, they've put a lot of thought into it. And so it, it's getting a lot of uh, feedback all over the interwebs, all about, you know, the uh, whether it's good or bad. I mean, that, that's the thing. A logo, the, just the idea of a logo is objective. You're going to have find people that love it, people that hate it, people, you know. And in sports, it's a, it's a big part of, the swag, you know, it's a big part of merchandising where, where they make a lot of money. I think it's that thing that ties us as sports fans together because from a distance, you can see, oh, these are my people. You know what I mean? Whenever Kevin and I go to the city to watch <laughs> the F1 race, we can see like, okay, here are the Mercedes people, here are the Ferrari people, the Red Bull, Red Bull people. So you can kind of like, it, it creates like this tribal connection to these strangers that you've never even met before. So that branding, that logo, those colors, all become part of that identity, yeah. you know, out in public. I personally, you know, thoughts on the logo. I like it. I, I like what they did. It looks a lot, it looks aggressive. I certainly more than what the commanders put out with their, uh, right. with their pig logo. And uh, apparently it was a contest they had. Oh, okay. You know, and, and this was the winner. So it's pretty cool. Unfortunately, the lions weren't as successful oh, in man. their execution. So to be fair to them, apparently it's a throwback design, which I mean, it looks like they're trying to throw it back to the Egyptian hieroglyphs. <laughs> That's what the design reminds me of. Um, I it just, looks like a kid. A, a kid tried to draw Mufasa, or right, just the just outline. Not, and I, not, I guess I'm just not. It's just not doing anything yeah. for me. He looks really elongated and emaciated. Like they only feed him whenever they win the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> and it's it's also done like, uh, 
you know, like with an etch a sketch, you know, it's right, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's lines, like, what's angular that? lines, exactly. Just the pure, that pure outline that's just missing. Yeah. I don't know. It's missing any kind and of. It's tr- and it's real. I Googled it. I went to their website. It's actually real. It's a helmet design. They did a whole commercial with like a, an old Mustang. And then the guy, the guy has the logo on like there as an air freshener. And then it's also on his helmet. And it's like, it's real. It's just pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but again, I, I would love to, you know, we, that's something we can put out on the, you got to make, uh, I'd love to make that more interactive too. Put that out there. What do people think about these yeah. logos? And are there any Lions fans among us who, uh, you know, who give us some feedback? Yeah, cool, cool. So uh, we're excited. We got a great show today. We have a, a guest who's an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, talk about girl power. It's just, she. she's launched a brand. She's launched a, a product and we're we're excited to introduce her. Uh, right after this short commercial break. If you've got an innovation that you want to bring to the world, the first step is making sure you've got a great domain name. Visit shop.spacehost.pro to grab your domain name today and begin your new venture and your new business. Shop.spacehost.pro. At 44 minutes to four, an angel walked up to my door, opened the windows to my soul, told me he think that I should know there's no slow. everybody we're back and that was uh janae aiko ways at the special request of our guest she is the founder and ceo of baby donna baby donna is a line of sun care products uh specifically designed for black and brown complexions welcome to the show dalaze dalaze hickey um very interesting name I'm glad you corrected me on on the pronunciation uh, in the beginning. Um, we'd love to hear your origin story. We, we we were big superhero fans here. We believe that uh, all great heroes have a great origin story. So I love to hear how you got into this space. Um, I know you're a mom and and you care very much for for your babies. Um, but tell us like your background and and um, how you got into this. I know you're also a, a new resident of Shelton, so welcome. Um, So I am a mom of two. I have a son. He is 18. And I have a daughter. She's three. Oh, that's amazing. My my kids are (laughs) like, so my oldest will be 18 in August and my youngest is five. It's it's wild, right? It's so funny (laughs) that you forget some of these things. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It all kind of comes back to you. That's incredible. Yeah. And I always say like the, I'll take a toddler over a teen still any day. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah. So yeah, I have an 18-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, and I'm a social worker. I've been a social worker for about 15 years now. Um, mostly worked in the city for um, legal defender offices. 
Um, and recently, when I moved to Connecticut, I started working for a health insurance company, um, primarily with teens and youth that have mental health issues. Um, so yeah, not a background in sunscreen, <laughs> but <laughs> I have always been very aware of what I put on myself and my mm -hmm. children. My son, I think when he was maybe around seven or six is when I realized that chemical sunscreens were pretty toxic. So started putting mineral sunscreen on him. He always, you know, just if you are dark skin, you know, you put sunscreen on, you look like Casper the ghost. Mm -hmm. You're just white. <laughs> um, and so I just accepted that, I think, like most parents. Um, and then when my daughter was born, she's lighter. And even um, with her complexion, it was really hard to find something that would blend into mm -hmm. her skin. And so I started also like in the past few years, there's been a lot of awareness, which is great around the importance of wearing sunscreen for black and brown people. Is there an actual ingredient that makes it white? Zinc. zinc. So mineral sunscreen. Yep, okay. are, it, mineral sunscreens are zinc and titanium uh, dioxide. That's the two that mm -hmm. they are typically made out of. Well, really the only two. Um, and they are white in nature. So that's what mm -hmm. gives it that white color. Um, and a lot of people like myself that look like myself will gravitate towards chemical sunscreens because it doesn't have that white cast so we still mm -hmm. kind of use that and there's been like a push around yeah you use sunscreen use sunscreen but a lot of us are still using is there chemical one that's sunscreen. better than the other mineral versus chemical so chemical sunscreens contain a lot of ingredients that are so one chemical sunscreen absorbs into your skin so that is how it reflects mm. uh the uv rays versus mineral sunscreens they sit atop of your skin um, and that is how they block uv rays but the chemical sunscreens absorb into your skin they also when you are in the ocean are coming off going into the ocean and they affect the ocean life and coral okay. reefs so they're damaging on both ends um so a lot of people i don't think are aware of that or don't realize um mm -hmm. that they can be carcinogenic and can actually like cause cancer um because it's, it's going in your skin it's going in your blood mm -hmm. and up until about so this <clears throat> Last year, they reversed it, but for about the past two years, the FDA didn't really, they didn't really make a decision on whether or not, so there's about 12 ingredients that are in chemical sunscreens, um, and I cannot pronounce them <laughs> all, <laughs> um, but for the past two years, the FDA kind of had them just like shelved, like they mm -hmm. wouldn't make a determination on whether they were safe or not. Um, they just wanted more information because a lot of reports were coming out about how damaging they are. Um, it seemed like it was going towards the direction that they were going to tell manufacturers they couldn't use them anymore. Last year, they reversed that, and now they are still allowed to make it. Um, but for the past two years, on, the only sunscreens that actually met FDA standards were mineral sunscreens. And a lot of people are not even aware of that because they were just still allowing them to be made, but they weren't saying, you know, no. they're safe. They wouldn't say whether they're safe or not. That seems so counterproductive. Why put out guidelines if you're yeah. not going to enforce them? I, yeah, that's, I, a, that's another story. I just, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what about sprays? Um, so it depends on if they're yeah. like chemical or mineral. Yeah. I, you know, like I always tell people just to like look at what is in the ingredients. Um, right now, I think a lot of manufacturers, because of what happened uh, over the past two years with the FDA kind of like not really making that determination, started putting out like hybrid or saying it's mineral, but then it still contains chemicals in it. Um, so people will pick it up and say like, oh, it's a mineral sunscreen. Great. And then not realize like there's still some 
ingredients in there that are pretty harmful to them. Um, so, so yeah, so I, you know, I'm like someone who's always been <laughs> aware of what yeah. I put on my kids. So I would always look in the ingredients. Um, but like I was saying, there's been a lot of awareness recently around us using sunscreen, but not so much um, mineral sunscreen. And what about the SPFs? From what I heard, like after a certain number, you all they all have the same protection mm -hmm. but for more for marketing purposes they'll say mm -hmm. oh this is 80 or this is 60 yeah or this over is 50 is like not even a right. real thing so if you if you're like <laughs> if you are picking it up great but it's really not making a difference yeah. over 50 is really not making any difference um these marketing people yeah it's just like to to make people think like <laughs> oh i'm get gonna you. get more protection but it's not it doesn't it's not real <laughs> um, no. um and i had just like posted something just as people um I'll, I actually had someone say this. Well, isn't it like a 15% difference between like 35 and 50 on like how much protection you're getting? But that's actually not the case. It's um, it's like less than 2%. Um, difference. So, yeah, difference. Oh so, wow. Yeah. So it's weighted totally different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I did have a question about, um, so this is an amazing innovation for me in that I find that, and I was curious if you, uh, in your experience, find that there's this, stigma of maybe not stigma but there is this thought that um people with darker complexions don't need to be as mm -hmm. wary of the sun as other folks and i feel like even growing up it was kind of like um like an optional thing it was never really a thing mm -hmm. that my parents um enforced on us um and then it's but it's been a thing that over time i feel like has that the volume start has been turned up on that and I've been trying to do that with my kids and that they kind of grow up with this sort of like, well, we've got the superpower where, you know, it doesn't affect us. And I'm like, eh, it does. So I want to make sure, and especially <laughs> with my oldest, like she she wants to go out and get tan. So it's really tough to be able to like enforce that as much, I feel yeah, like. I remember back in the day, girls would have like baby oil and uh, <laughs> basically cooking oil. Right. <laughs> put it on themselves. I'm saying. To so. like cook while they were out there. It was crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so I get the why. You know, you have baby. You, you know, you have children. You have a baby. You're looking for something that is they can put on that's going to protect them, but uh, also not make them look like it's like clown makeup. You know, mm -hmm. like you know, it's staying on the surface is so white. How do you take? You know, how do you take that and and go to that next step? Because I think a lot of people, the average person has an idea, sees a need, but never executes. And then one day they're like, oh, yeah, I see that product over there. I thought of that, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, but you, you executed. So tell us that story. Um, Google was my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually, um, worked with someone to do some market research mm -hmm. for me and really look to find out what was out there and mm -hmm. what existed. Um, and when I realized, I couldn't really find that. Wow. Um, I just, I honestly, I used Google. Mm -hmm. Started looking up um, chemists and contract manufacturers. I knew the ingredients that I wanted. Um, and I must have called like 35, wow. 30 chemists and contract manufacturers who were like, it can't be done or just it's so, it's too hard. Just buy like private label. Um, and finally, I was connected to a chemist and manufacturer who really like, saw my vision Believed, and was willing to work kind of yeah the, i was willing the, to work yeah. with me now before you you talked to him did you 
pre- protect your idea at all or patent anything? Or? I didn't patent anything. I just made sure whatever um, manufacturers or chemists I reached out to that we had like a NDA mm-hmm. or a sign so that way they wouldn't, um, you know, my... Put oh, their own line of, yeah. of <laughs> uh, you know, melanated skin. Yeah. Or, um, pro- uh, sun care products. <laughs> yeah. So I had like that and like uh, like a non-compete closure mm-hmm. uh, clause. Right. Um and did you have somebody in your family that was in the in, in law or did you just or did somebody advise you to do that like did you seek out a mentor early on um i didn't but i think because i've always worked at law firms mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of been in, ingrained yeah, in me yeah. to just make sure i read everything and protect myself um so i kind of knew to do that already thankfully no one had to tell me that um right. I, ha- I did have to like look up you know i did consult with uh, attorney though as far as like getting the paper the actual mm-hmm. uh, contract, contract. Yeah. yeah and then um how early in the process so now you're 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 getting prototypes maybe you're getting um small batch samples like yeah did you did you test it out on your own kids or how did mm-hmm. you so it was a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. of, um, like you said, just getting samples sent, um, trying to figure out the ingredients. Because it's a stick, the melting point has mm-hmm. to be a certain temperature. Okay. And because it's vegan, I couldn't use beeswax. So trying to find like a wax that was sustainably <laughs> that's so sourced. Wow. I know. That's, a, that's amazing. Though, that <laughs> you went for both demographics. Is it? Is, and is that a thing where when you're testing, they're already kind of reassuring you that it's safe for human use at that point like the chemists that you're working with there's no fear of like this could have adverse effects on me oh yeah no yeah. no okay. no i mean i look i mean i looked up like you knew the, everything you that were giving them the ingredients yeah. you wanted okay. yeah. yeah all right so um, you, you knew everything that you were so you putting into your... it was safe and, and yeah so, okay there, so, so yeah yeah it was like back and forth and some of you know she's the chemist she you know because of the melting point that's where we had to do the tweaking and really try and figure out like um the certain ingredients mm. to get it that high but that also wouldn't like affect the consistency so that it would still um blend but yeah it was like a lot of months of that honestly it took like a like six seven months wow. to get the formula formulation right um and then we moved to testing which also takes a couple of months <laughs> wow. are you vegan or you just wanted to make sure that I'm not vegan, <laughs> um, but I wanted something that was vegan because I've I have friends who are really oh, hyper, you know, aware of what they put on their kids as far as like um what product if their products are cruelty free. So I wanted to make sure I had that option for people, um, and that it wasn't using beeswax. Kev, what did you what do you use for sunblock? Um. Nothing, but I just, <laughs> okay, no, it's so, so funny because we, we, so we were just having this yeah. conversation where I said my my girlfriend's about as white as that uh <laughs> that thing behind you there, so she can get sunburn on a cloudy day. And yeah, the you other got day, like sunburn on, <laughs> on a cloudy day. On Saturday, it was it was not sunny. It was like overcast. At the night, she's like, I got sunburn, and I'm just like, How? I've never been sunburned in my entire life. Like being out in the sun, even, but um. I was like, I need to start applying it when she applies it because it's just something I never think about because mm-hmm. there's no immediate adverse effect. It's not good for my skin either, but I'm not going to burn. I'm not going to go home and be like, ooh, ah, I got the sunburn. I I better put it on next time. I was <laughs> like, oh, that felt good. You know? I got burned the first time. I, I think I was in like Costa Rica yeah. and that was the first time I ever was burned. And I didn't even and you didn't I, know it was possible. Yeah. <laughs> and That's I didn't know fun. it was possible. You're I was itchy. really young. 
I've yeah. never experienced it. My cousin, I think she said she went to the doctor one day because she's got darker skin. And yeah, I think it was when she went on like a trip somewhere like mm-hmm. closer to the equator. Quater. Yeah. And she went to the doctor. She didn't know what was wrong. And he was just kind of like, like you sunburn, <laughs> you know? She's like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've never personally experienced it. So I never think about it, but I've been thinking about it more. I've been spending out more out time, more time outside playing tennis. I'm like, yeah, I should probably play. Mm-hmm. It's also like harder to spot seeing cancer on darker skin. So we have like much worse outcomes mm-hmm. because by the time it won, a lot of dermatologists can't, <laughs> they can't uh, spot it either. But like for ourselves, by the time we actually spot it, it has become more dangerous mm-hmm. versus, you know, like our white counterparts where they can easily catch it. More noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with the name? It's a, my, my mom, her, her middle name is Donna. So uh, it was a tribute to my mom. To, wow. I wanted, when I made the company, I knew I wanted to do something that would uh, be a tribute to her memory. Yeah, that's nice. And I, I, I loved it because it was just kind of, I thought of the first thing I thought of was like prima donna oh. <laughs> or like a fancy cream or like fancy babies. You know, like it, 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 it was all positive feelings towards, towards the branding um tell us a bit about that part of it like once you had the the product where you liked it how do you now begin to come up with the look and feel for the packaging and and and, because you've got a website up and and all that like what are what are some of the steps that you took in that part the packaging was um well the 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 novel design was my daughter Mm -hmm. i asked her um and then the packaging i used a freelancer mm-hmm. um i i thankfully found someone who was great i knew i wanted the normal i knew i wanted purple because that was like a neutral color for boys and girls um and then it was just playing around but mm-hmm. honestly it 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 was a lot it takes a lot of research like mm-hmm. especially I, i'm like doing this on my own so mm-hmm. <laughs> um like i joked that google was my best friend but it really was just like searching um like what would be needed um like labeling the FDA heavy regulates sunscreen, so your labeling has to be very wow. specific, even down to the font um, wow. <laughs> and what letters, what what words are bolded. Um, wow. So that was, yeah, that was really time consuming, and it took a lot of back and forth um, with the uh, freelancer creating my label design to get it cor- <laughs> get it correct. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of had an idea. I knew I wanted the normal, and I knew I wanted purple, and then we just played around with. Um, how to pack it. I actually went through maybe like three different labels before I got to the one I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you've got the label, you got that, your website, you're setting it up. Is it, it was the vision like, I'm going to sell these through the website or, or is your vision, I'm going to get into stores um, or both? Or And where are you in that journey? Um, Both. Uh, my goal would be to um, get into stores and also sell to customers. I knew I was going to launch initially on baby on my sorry on my website, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but then I wanted to also get into uh, retail stores. I actually just got my first wholesale order today. Wow! Congratulations! <laughs> congratulations! Um, so that uh, <laughs> <laughs> our studio audience can't wait to get, to get some of this in their hands. Um, yeah, so I mean that's my goal. My goal is to like go go large. Yeah, go, yeah, go yeah. big or go home. Um, and what 
from a funding standpoint, is you are you bootstrapping this? Did you get friends and family to? Yeah, chip I was in? gonna ask. Did you consider a Kickstarter at all for this or anything, anything like that? I bootstrapped. I actually no. had someone ask me on my site if I'm planning to do a Kickstarter or anything. <laughs> it's been it's been all me. I mean, my husband when I came up with the idea, thank God, was like super supportive. But I used my savings honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I was just like if. This has got to work. <laughs> it's going to yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, it's going to work. And and I mean, who knows? Maybe it gets bought out by one of the bigger brands, or or you become your own big brand. But um, to 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 do, I mean, what I keep hearing in your story repeatedly is, uh, obviously, you have the vision, but you you keep doing the research. You keep researching and researching and, and going into this. Um, and I can't believe that in such a short time, you said you launched three weeks ago. In May 30th, May so a 30th? little over three weeks, yeah. I mean, it's like I keep seeing articles, and, and did you guys hire a PR firm, or, or are people finding you? I I, hi, I consulted with a PR rep who mm -hmm. taught me pretty much how to do my own pitches, mm -hmm. um, and I sent out maybe two pitches, but <laughs> I, I mean, I think it goes to show there are a lot of parents out there who want this product, right, because the rest of everything else has been um, people contacting me um to do the features or uh, taking a feature and re um re ramping it and putting it back out there um thankfully but it's just it has been affirming because um i i knew the problem existed just talking to my friends you know and myself um what, what was <laughs> it like doing the first interview and and have you gotten better with each one i don't know <laughs> i mean it was scary it's still scary i'm really introverted mm -hmm. so um, I think it's been helpful to tell my story because it helps me figure out how to do that. The more I tell it, um, I think I'm getting better each time, but I, I mean, I don't know. Um, the first one was pretty nerve wracking, but it, it, they were, I mean, the, the reporter, he was really um, great at like helping me feel relaxed and just making it more of a natural conversation. Um, but it's scary when you are like not used to having to talk around people a lot. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So what's next for for Baby Donna? What what what's your what's the big picture plan? So I would hope to expand my product line. Um, the next product will hopefully be a lotion, so that way we can target over. Right now, my target uh, demographic are babies and toddlers, so around like four. Um, but with a lotion, then we can, you know, have our sunscreen available for all children and yeah. adults as well if they want to use it because it will be easier for them to apply. Um, and my goal is to expand and make more of an impact because that mm -hmm. is really a big part of my mission is yeah. to be able to um, make an impact for youth. So I'm hoping to grow and be able to, like, hire some youth, offer them mentorships, mm -hmm. Um just in my line of work, I know a lot of youth involved in the juvenile justice system. Judges would want to see they have a connection. Right. Um, so I'm hoping to like be able to do that with my business. Yeah, I feel like sky's the limit with the brand Baby Donna. You can do, you know, shampoo for babies, <laughs> um, you know, lip gloss for babies. Um, um, I know that. You know, I saw a terrible documentary on um, talcum powder and how bad that is. Mm -hmm. So we would need some. There needs to be like a a safe powder if that exists for kids because you know we all grew up on it. Like I remember, you know, 
um, I'm the oldest of five and, and I just always had babies around growing up, but um, like how much powder was used and diaper changes and all this. And <laughs> all now, you're, now you're finding out like it causes cancer and it has shards of, you know, there are micro like, you know, uh, shards that go into your skin and like cause all, so, all sorts it's of crazy. problems. It's amazing. like, And that, they knew about that, it. Right, exactly. And then this is a thing that I think is like you said, affirming in that is one of the reasons that changed like, the deodorant that I use because right, that's um, another one. You know, mm-hmm. all these cancer-causing agents that you don't think about, and you think about, okay, you're applying that to your body every single day. You know, what does that effect yeah. have on you over time? So incredible to think about not only the impact on us as people, but the impact to the environment. So I, I mean, I applaud you. There's definitely a need in there seeing, seeing the success of brands that are that have those things in mind, rather than just um, you know. Uh, rather than just manufacturing a product and getting it out just because that's the way they've always done it, the, the innovation here is, is amazing. Yeah, I too. think like there's so much access now to information. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've done all this research, you know, like you can get, you can have a symptom of something. I don't recommend you go to WebMD, <laughs> but I mean, you could drive yourself nuts and you're like, yeah, I started out with a headache, but right now I'm going to just start writing goodbye notes to everyone because <laughs> I've gone down this rabbit hole. But the flip side of that is that, that um, you know, back I think back in the day, these big companies like Johnson & Johnson, they, they would hide that information mm-hmm. and, there, and the, there was no real way for the public to find out, um, you know, and and um, we're in a different age, and so I think that you're, you're dealing with a more informed consumer, a more health-conscious consumer, and products like this are, are really, you know, they're going to do well because um, you're you're not just selling, you're educating. You know, you're you're saying, hey, um, don't use that because it has this in it. Our our, our products have X Y Z, and it's you know more natural. People are more into this um, because we're we're just more informed. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I commend you on on that and seeing a need and filling it and executing. Um, what what kind of advice would you have for someone out there that might have an idea and they're looking to launch? I would say go for it, but take it one step at a time because it can become overwhelming if you try and tackle, you know, or just think about all the things you have to tackle versus just saying, okay, I'm going to tackle this one thing mm-hmm. and then move on to the next step. Um, I think that definitely will help you actually reach that goal. Right. Um, because you're just knocking, you know, one small thing off that right. list at it's a time. Kind of like uh, how do how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one bite at a time. One bite at a time. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people may get overwhelmed when they see how daunting mm-hmm. it might mm-hmm. seem. But um, I think that's great advice to uh, to take it take it a step at a time. And um, any um, any local pop up shows? Are you doing any of that where you appear at places or? Um, not yet. I don't mm-hmm. have anything down on the calendar. Um, I want to see if we want to check if CT Black Expo is going to be back this year. That would be a, a great, oh, a great place awesome. to be. To be, um, that happens in New Haven. Okay. And last year was the first one in a long time, and it was very well attended. Um, so just you know, I would say keep your eye out and ears out for those kind of events. I love the brand. I love I love what you're doing with it. Um, so Thank I, I you. wish you all the best with it. What's the best way for folks, and, and I'm assuming that your target audience, black, brown babies, uh, Latino babies, and any babies with, with melanin, or, or can anyone use these products? 
Um, anyone can use it. It's just that it's formulated. So if you are black or brown, mm -hmm. it's going to blend into your skin better mm -hmm. versus, you know, the other. So what happens stuff. if a white person puts it on? Do they turn brown? I mean, it's a legit question. <laughs> That will not happen, but that's that'd called, be pretty interesting <laughs> to see if it did. That might, it's kind of like the, the tanner, the, the self-tanner that some folks use, right? I was just saying, that could be a marketing benefit. I know, right? <laughs> well, tell, tell our listeners. social experiment. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, tell our listeners uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you or the products or where, where can they find you online? Um, so you can find uh, Baby Donna Sunscreen at www.babydonna.com. And we are on Instagram and Facebook. The handle is Baby Donna Official. Okay. Well, Dallas A, thank you for being on our show. It was a, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's my first podcast, so. Wow. <laughs> you're great. You're natural. Awesome. Great job. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to uh, this episode of Mission Control. This is Ramon Peralta, and we launch brands. <laughs>